You're listening to the Deadly Uncle Podcast. A safe space for Deadly Uncle Conversations. Next up, we have Daryl Breton Jr. All the way from Satellite Cree Nation. This man is an entrepreneur. He has an app that connects the chief and council to the community where he has sold many of these two different nations all over Turtle Island. Yeah, we talk a little bit with Daryl about his journey. So stick around. It's going to be a great episode. Perform work for like River Cree Security and like... Uh, Fire, ambulance, police, wow. like even like like here with the city of Edmonton and like RCMP too. Wow, like, like suits like that, like just uniforms. That's amazing, and, dude. And uh, yeah, she has like I think three locations, mm-hmm. and then um, then she also does bridal fantasy too. Mm-hmm. So like she started that and did that, and that's pretty big too. Wow, I never been to a bridal fantasy expo kind of thing when they yeah. have it there. But it's pretty big for my understanding. Like lots of women go there and they check it out. They get to see everything. So the whole reason how we got became associated was through my ex Starly, because Starly was doing brows and bridal fantasy. Just I forget what they were doing, but it was a project in regards to things that every bride should do before their wedding day or something okay. like that. And I was like worried about. Your eyebrows falling off, well, we'll get them tattooed on. You don't have to worry about that, like, in your or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like just, like, promoting, like, different stuff in the beauty industry that brides can do and bridesmaids mm-hmm. and stuff. So then I'm a very supportive person, whether you're my partner or not. Like, I'll support you. Like, I'm here right now. Yeah. And I uh, just want to support you and support, like, this that you have going on. The, For sure. The, un- the Deadly Uncle podcast. Yeah, the Deadly Uncles podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so yeah, uh, so they were like, she was resharing on her Instagram story, like what they tagged her in. Mm-hmm. So then I followed like Bridal Fantasy Canada. I followed like the other like photographers that were there, videographers, <coughs> followed them, swiped up on their stories, like hard eyes, flames, like liked a few of their photos, like on their Instagram feed. And then from there, that's when I got a message from Gay Dirk and she sent me like this long paragraph and she's like, she's like, Oh my gosh like um thank you for the support and all the love i was just wondering like what do you do like i'm checking your profile out and i see that like you're like a model and i see that like you're also an entrepreneur and you do business and i also see that you trade and you're like investing or whatever like what do you all do i would love to i would love to like get to know you more and uh also like collaborate together mm-hmm. and maybe you can model for me and like in my suits and i was like oh yeah Sure. So that's, that's how amazing. So that's how we became associated back in 2020. Wow. Yeah, and then that's so cool, man. Yeah, and then this past July, that's when she reached out to me, and she's like, "Hey, like, I want to do." At first, it was like, "Hey, I want to do a shoot with you and Starly," and I was like, "I was like, um, unfortunately, me and her aren't together anymore, mm-hmm. but I'd be more than happy to be the male model." So then she's like, "Okay, no worries. Yeah, I definitely want you." Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just creating that relationship. Especially with someone like her. Yeah. That's like so successful and does many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really amazing, man. And, and you know, c- c- congratulations <laughs> on all that, bro. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's so good to see what you're doing, you know, like mm-hmm. honestly. So I think we'll just get going. We might as well yeah, just get going here. I mean, so just, so tell me a little bit about who you are, where you come from. You know a little bit about your past as a childhood where you grew up and 
who you are now. Tell us who you are. And then so just, I'll, I'll edit this. So just once in a while, look at the camera. Yeah. So the this camera and that camera there, just give it a glance once in a while, just because it, it'll be like the audience that's you're looking at. So, okay, okay. Yeah. You don't have to stare at it, but once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. All right. So for all the Deadly Uncle podcast listeners and viewers, if you're watching this through a video instead of listening through audio, my name is Daryl Burton Jr. I'm from Satellite Cree Nation. I'm 23 years old. I'm a young father. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. I'm also an investor as well. And I'm also a performer as well. I dance men's fancy, travel all over, perform all over. And I guess you could say now I'm a speaker as well and I will get hired to come and do inspirational, motivational talks for different communities and not only that, but different schools and not only that, but also like different businesses as well. And I just want to like know more about my story and like how I've like leveled up over the years. So I grew up in the city of Edmonton my, my whole life. My mother and father, they split when I was like three months old. So we left the res and went back to the city of Edmonton. And then like growing up in the city, I was like literally like always like either the only native or like one out of four natives like in the school, like in, in elementary or junior high or high school and stuff like that. So I've always kind of, I've always kind of stood out, I guess you could say mm -hmm. in that regard. And then not only that, but like when you go back to the res and like you like try to connect with your family and stuff like that, they, they think that you're an app. You're an apple. Ooh. Red on the outside, white on the inside. Yeah, stuff like that. So, kind of didn't have a too good of a relationship, but still made it work. Still made mm -hmm. it happen. And then in grade eleven, when I was in high school, that's when I found out I was gonna be a freaking daddy. Oh and wow! I never knew that. Yeah, I was wow. seventeen years old at the time. You know what? I was sixteen. You're sixteen. Yeah, I was sixteen. So Damn. I can uh, relate to you. My son's probably about your age. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say <laughs> <laughs> damn so like yeah 17 years old in high school and then uh, I found I was gonna be a daddy and then uh, from there like it's either like for me I I don't know why I, I think I got it from my mother I definitely probably got it from my mother because like my father was in my life uh, but like just to like keep pushing forward keep moving forward so mm -hmm. like even though even though I'm having a baby, I'm still a baby myself at the time. Like my mom, she wasn't too happy or pleased at all. And yeah. Like if you, you know my mom, and like for any viewers that know my mom, you know my mom. <laughs> but yeah, like she was not happy. She was not pleased. And uh, like initially, she's like, "Can you press pause? Can you just wait? Can you like just wait till you're done university? Wait till you're done high school? Like you don't even have a career. Don't even have a job. You don't even have your own place and stuff like that. And like just being a mother, like a mother should be. Yes. And. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that wasn't the case with the, the in-laws. They were like happy mm -hmm. and uh, they definitely did not want to press pause, which is understandable. And that's that's the decision that we all made. And mm -hmm. and then from there, like decided to just provide for my family the best that I could, even though I was like still like a young buck in, in high school. So the second semester, that's actually like I was going to school but then like it just wasn't the same mm -hmm. like i literally have like a two-month-old baby at home like it's like it's like february now like the second semester starting and i have like a two-month-old baby at home and then the, meanwhile like the kid beside me in class is like 
damn, my mom didn't pack me this for my lunch. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> okay. Because wow. as soon as he was born in December, like two weeks later, we moved out into mm -hmm. our own place for the beginning of 2017. And then, yeah, started off from the bottom, like had nothing in our little one bedroom apartment and like no TV, no couch, nothing. And like, yeah, started from the legit bottom. That was scary. That was weird. That was like a lot of growth mm. going there. That was also lonely too. Like it, it was just like a lot. Also the baby blues too. Mm. Like once you're like, when the baby's in the womb, in the, in the tummy, in the belly, it's completely different when the baby's in your hands, you know, especially if it's your baby, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like kind of surreal, like it doesn't feel real. Like mm -hmm. life, your world doesn't feel real because like you have this child now. Like it just kind of like hits you, I guess. Yeah. Even though it was like literally growing this whole nine months, but like it never hit you like that until like you're holding your baby in your hands. So anyways, just like kept pushing through. And I, at the time I was hustling door to door sales, selling boxes wow. of cookies. Really? Like a, a Girl Scout. Yeah. Wow. Like a Girl Scout. And uh, I was making bank for a high school student. I literally like put in maybe like three hours, mm -hmm. and in those three hours, I'd be like bringing home like 200, 250, nice. 290. And like for people that like have have jobs, especially like high school students, like now it's like fifteen dollars an hour. So like three three hours of work, you'd get forty five bucks. But like meanwhile, I was like clocking in like one ninety, two hundred, two fifty, and it was just based off the work that I was putting in yeah. and the sales that I got. And uh, yeah, and then also too, I had a team as well. Okay. Like at first I was just doing it on my own because the owner liked me and then there's some conflict between me and the driver. So the yeah. driver told the owner that I quit and then the owner's like, what, like you're one of my best guys. Like, you're not quitting. Mm -hmm. He's like, just work on your own, just drive your own vehicle, is that okay? You'll, you'll get paid more per sale or whatever. And then from there, he started like sending me like one person to work with, like one crew member, then like another crew member. And it's pretty legit. So like the drivers, so our boxes of cookies were 20 bucks. And those boxes of cookies out of the $20, $10 went to the vehicle. So like $10 went to the driver. Okay. And then the crew members, their commission was $7 a box. And then that $7 box, or the $7 that they get, $3 of that goes to the driver because that driver picks you up, drops you off, makes sure you has a debit machine, makes sure you have like the receipts if you ran out or make sure that like, you have to use the washroom, picks you up, mm -hmm. take you to the washroom and stuff like that. So like every box that one of my crew members sold was like $3 in my pocket. So like if a crew member did like 10 boxes, that was like an extra 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. On top of the sales. On top you. of mine, yeah. yeah. And then like, so it's just one person and then two people and then three people. And then before I know it, I have four people in my vehicle and then yeah and then like just like like helping them like kind of training them like how like what what i look for mm -hmm. like reading body language and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. at first like my i remember my first my first time my first night door knocking it was something else mm -hmm. was, i was scared i was oh nervous, yeah I, was uncomfortable. I can't imagine because like <laughs> when most people knock at your door you know, you're not you're not expecting somebody to be knocking at your door. So right away, there's like, oh, who's who's at the door? And then especially if you have dogs and everything, now the dogs are barking. Yeah. What if there's a baby? So there's a lot of things. Baby to... sleeping. You woke the baby up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot of things to expect. Uh, you know, I can't imagine uh, doing that that style of work. But wow, yeah, for real. So like, door knocking, door to door sales 
very, very beneficial because you learn a lot, like not only about like sales, but like about yourself. Like, are you willing to continue to keep knocking or do you get discouraged when you get the door slammed in your face or when they literally have their lights on and their windows open and then they see that you're knocking, you rang the doorbell, they shut off the lights and then close the curtains. Yeah. Like, like are you going to get butthurt about that or are you going to just continue just off to the next door? You know? Gives you tough skin. Yeah, it does. Definitely does. Definitely gave me some tough skin for sure. And uh, not only that, but like, like reading people's body language. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, she's like very intellectual, spiritual energy, stuff like that. So for me, like I was able to kind of like pick up start picking up on people's energies nice. and their vibe and that kind of nice. goes hand in hand with their body language yeah so like after like the first 10 seconds like hi my name's daryl i'm here with the old strathcona youth society and we're just in your neighborhood this evening fundraising or whatever this the, the spiel was and like after like the first sentence or two i could feel them and then eventually i just got to a point like in my door-to-door career where I'd literally just like shut up and like walk to the next house. Yeah. Because I knew they weren't interested. Yeah. Because there's yeah. been so many times where huh. I would literally do like the whole like one minute, two minute kind of spiel. Yeah. And then uh, they're just like, no, thank you. Like, yeah. They're just waiting for me to say no, thank you. Yeah. They're yeah. They're waiting for a pause. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like if I if I felt their energy, I kind of just said like I would just literally pause like mid sentence and a bit. All right, no worries. Have a good night, and then like just turn around and go. And uh, like I was like quick like that, and it would actually help me sell more because I'd focus my time and energy on the ones that were actually interested mm-hmm. to hear like why am I here? Why am I door knocking? Why am I fundraising? Why am I selling a twenty dollar box of cookies <laughs> and stuff like that? So um, I eventually left that that job, and then I started working construction, and. The type of construction work that I did was like screw piles okay. and that's like for foundation of like a building and typically you'll see screw piles like in the northern communities that kind of have like permafrost and stuff okay. um, because they can't really like dig into the ground or whatever because well they can dig into the ground but like the foundation they can't like put their house or their pipes like in the, in the, in the ground because permafrost mm-hmm. so like you like install like a big it's like a big screw and then like from there you can like weld a plate on it weld rhubarb and then like you can like put concrete cement then you can like start building the foundation of whatever it is school gymnasium freaking fire hall houses whatever right so that's the type of construction work that i did and we were working um at this one oil field as well uh, embridge site in saskatchewan and then that was that was pretty cool yeah a lot yeah learned a lot eh? learned a lot and i literally going from from the door-to-door sales job to that, like kind of just like completely different style, right? Wasn't like totally different work, right? Yeah, totally different work. Which one did you find? I mean, like always construction is definitely usually like, uh, uh, you know, lifting and lots of long hours and stuff. What was the difference did you find in the two different styles of of job? (sighs) Hmm, now that I'm thinking about it, because I never thought of it. Uh, the difference I'm just trying to think of the one that like stood up the most to me so mm-hmm. I would say like the routine mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. from like 3 hours to 12 wow you know? yeah yeah for real um, but with that being said also like kind of doubled the money double the money yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and there's a sense and also of less stress too. Okay, yeah, because like you, because sales, you don't know. Like you could, you could literally like do everything that you're supposed to do in the book. Mm -hmm. You could like have the right energy. You can have like the right tone, the right pitch, and the right spiel, and like the eye contact and everything. But then like, I don't know. It's just one of those days where you still won't hit your your goal. Like maybe yeah. your target's like ten. So like my target was ten. Like at least a hundred bucks on my own mm -hmm. plus like all my crew members. And um, so yeah, like. If I didn't hit my target, like it wasn't like I did anything wrong. It was just like mm -hmm. that that energy, that vibe in that neighborhood, I guess. Yeah, you could say. Yeah. So there's like different factors. Different factors. Sales, yeah. but like for yeah. this construction job, like that was less stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, yeah, just routine. Wake mm -hmm. up, go to work for twelve hours a day, go back to the hotel, wake up again, do it all over again. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I just gotta like I want to ask you because I do see that you proudly wear your hair long. Yeah. Um, you have a braid, uh, which is awesome. You know, definitely support that. Um, did you always have your hair long when you were younger, or when did you start growing your hair? So I started growing my hair when I was I want to say. Grade three is the last time that I had a haircut. Wow. Grade four, I had like the Justin Bieber like skater hair. Okay. And then grade five is like when it was long enough to like put into a braid. And initially, like I've always saw like being a power dancer, like other men also having long hair and braids, two braids, Cree braids, all the different types of braids. And then from there, I just, for me, like being a young like junior boy and kind of like seeing these older men mm -hmm. and like teenagers and like even like young boys like my age also have long hair too mm -hmm. like it made me want to have long hair that's awesome like it made me want to have long hair so i could fit in like in the power circle mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah like i initially grew my hair like so i could wear like two braids for when i'm dancing on the dance floor very cool yeah tell us about your dance you haven't talked to to, to us about what style you dance and, okay. and all those things talk to us about that so if you don't know who i am and you don't follow me on tiktok instagram or facebook at daryl Burton jr i'm a men's fancy bustle dancer i've been dancing my whole life and my mother even tells me stories that i was dancing before i was even born wow because she explains that like the heartbeat is the same as the drum beat mm -hmm. and they say that the drum beat is they symbol it symbolizes mother earth's heartbeat so like it kind of goes like hand in hand vice versa so like hearing her heartbeat being in her her womb in her belly i, I was already like moving around kicking around kicking her rib cages and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i was already feeling the beat i was already like dancing inside of her and so then now that i'm like born into the physical world and like i hear that drum beat again like I, I can see it like some children they just don't want to do it but some children like they're just it's like they're a magnet like that that mm -hmm. beat like just pulls them towards it right mm -hmm. like there's some children that will literally go out on the dance floor and just start bouncing yeah hey without it yeah and there's <laughs> some children that are just like eh, and they're kind of they scared get scared of it yeah yeah and they're like yeah. oh the other way so like for me I guess I was the the child the little boy that like would go out there and just like start balancing and stuff and especially like my mom my mother being a power dancer i was kind of like born into that mm -hmm. like the power trail the power circle but i will explain this to the listeners and the viewers my mother didn't know she was first nation until she was 17 years old in high school and that's when she started to learn 
about our First Nation culture and our First Nation people. And then that's when she got in touch with an elder. And uh, she's going to school in Grand Prairie in uh, Alberta here, Treaty 8 territory. And then from there, she got in touch with their elder that was working in that school system. And that elder was actually from Treaty 7 territory, a Blackfoot woman. Ooh. And Loretta English, she taught her, she taught my mother everything that she knows and like taught her how to make her own regalia, taught her like how to dance and stuff like that. Then they would kind of do little dance performances mm -hmm. throughout the different schools and the that school system. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I know Loretta as well. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. the English family very nice. well. And nice. that's amazing, you know? Yeah. Like, even myself, you know, it, it's it's wild that you, you bring that up. And it's such a small world because I know your mom very well as well. Yeah. Um, the Blackfoot community that I was involved with over there taught me how to hug if you can believe that because really? both heart of my heart. both my yeah heart to heart also just a hug because you know we had a residential school open on my reserve in 1996 mm -hmm. so we're we're still healing we're still learning how to how to have that physical contact and yeah. ha and show feelings as men uh, in, in my community, especially in George Gordon's First Nation. So literally, my parents didn't know how to hug because both of them went to residential schools, right? So yeah. um, once I, I, I came familiar with, with one of the Blackfoot community members, I noticed that when they left each other all the time, they hugged, yeah. right? Every time they left, like, to go somewhere, they would hug, right? And I just found that so interesting and wild, but... Yeah, yeah it, it's it's interesting how, you know, because I'm not Blackfoot, mm -hmm. but I learned a lot from the Blackfoot people. Like, mm -hmm. so it's 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 really interesting to to know that you know we take care of each other in our communities, you know, and you having your long hair and 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 doing your dancing and everything on TikTok and stuff. I know that you're inspiring other young people just like the the older men inspired you yeah so that's that's really amazing to to do that did you find it like you know you said you went to school you know inside the cities did you find it um and you said you always stood out right so yeah. did you find it yeah did that talk to me about that having a braid and going to a, a regular school so like even even like our our little first nation boys like that have short hair like a bully is a bully, and they'll still bully the, the the other First Nation boy that has long hair, even though they're both First Nation. They're both on this. They both go to school in the res. They they're both brown, you know. And then it's just like they're a bully, so yeah. they're gonna obviously bully that that little boy that has the, the long hair, right? Like, yeah. are you a girl? You look like a girl. I should cut your hair. Yeah. Or like, you should go to the girls' washroom. Or you should go to the girls' change room. Or whatever. Just like little little kid jokes like that, or bully remarks like that. So for me, it was it was kind of somewhat like that, but like not too bad. Um, I don't know if it was because like they were scared of me, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. oh Daryl beat me up. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like going to school with like these Munial kids. Yeah. So uh, for me, like I did hear like those remarks like here and there. Yeah. But then, uh, like initially, like I wouldn't do anything or say anything. I kind of just like take it mm -hmm. or whatever and like tell my mom about it like after like school's over and stuff like that but then like when I would talk to my mom about like what happened at school or like, or, like so and so said this to me at school today then she would kind of like 
like go off and like explain like why that that boy or that girl said that and uh like what that really means and it's like just like a reflection of themselves and mm -hmm. like they don't know any better they don't know our culture they don't know like why we grow our hair mm -hmm. and everything like that like all the teachings and traditions so it's like don't like like even though they're literally belittling me so they might be belittling you if you're a young man that's watching this uh or listening to this podcast and you have long hair so even though they're literally being a bully to you and they're belittling you don't belittle them back instead like like educate them yeah educate them and like explain to them like why you have long hair and, and at the end of the day like sometimes that person that individual especially especially if they're just like the cool kid and they're just trying to be cool in front of everybody else like there's kind of no what's the word here there's no like changing that individual you mm -hmm. know like with a little education uh, session or stuff like that about it takes a lot more if somebody's yeah. uh been abused or you yeah. know grew up with um you know that toxic masculinity you know because a lot of you know a lot of my uncles you know um they didn't know how to express themselves mm -hmm. so how they would express themselves when they didn't know how to do it was through fighting yeah. and through fists and through uh, using that aggression in, in, a, in a toxic way and you know um, it's so awesome to see this next generation like like I can tell from like I can read vibes a bit as well too and I can tell from your your demeanor that you're you're a very calm person you know yeah um, and that yeah yeah well you know <laughs> you seem like a very calm person here today but also you have that fire of being a fancy dancer you know, so you have that fire within you to to turn it up at any moment, you know, and yeah. and and you know, in a good way, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have we have to be able to express ourselves, I believe, as men. Mm -hmm. Um and we have to be able to uh you know, have masculinity in a safe way. Because yeah. it's a part of who we are. And a lot of times, you know, I think when we show our masculinity, people right away or passion people right away take it as anger you know or as toxic masculinity and you know i i believe that it's uh it's important for us to 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 show that we are uh you know we have that in the inside of ourselves in a protective way we protect our families we yeah. you know go out and provide you know, for provide families. provide and yeah. work our butts off right like yeah. as as indigenous men and i believe that's what that that represents you know it doesn't represent being tough or yeah or any of those things you know it represents providing and and working hard and doing good for your community as well so yeah you know that's amazing so Tell us about your app. Tell us about your latest thing. And one, before we do this, I just want to make a, a quick check just to make sure we're all good here. That looks good. We're almost done, brother. I'm going to ask you probably two more questions. <clears throat> I just want to make sure that this guy... Let's go off. <laughs> I can do like another one. 20. Another half hour. That's going. So what I'm going to do is just pause that. Just restart her. So I was actually going to talk about the app when you said George Gordon. George Gordon's actually a client of mine. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. I like that. Is this on? This thing wants to turn now. It turned on or something. <clears throat> I did not want you on. I just wanted you to um, hold this for me. There we go. You should check the camera because that thing's like in the way of the camera. Like behind the iPhone? Yeah, I can yeah. see it. It looks good. It's yeah, just good? Okay. it's just um, twisted this way. <laughs> Just go the way it wants to go. <laughs> My gimbal is messing me up here. My gimbal. Okay. You want to go this way? <laughs> I'm going to force you. That is so funny. I wonder if it's the iPhone port. It is. A little bit. There we go. Perfect. Nice. And we're going to... Now I'm trapped here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> trapped. Oh, too funny. <clears throat> yeah, if they don't fix that, my bro Trent, man. Woo! He's going to have a climb. Do you know my bro Trent? Uh, I think so. <clears throat> He's about 6'1 and about 350 pounds. Damn. Yeah. He's gonna have a hell of a climb if they don't fix that thing. Oh, that love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your app and you were saying that you did some, uh, some business on my homeland there. Yeah, so when you mentioned uh, George Gordon <laughs> First Nation, I automatically thought, like, oh, they're a client of mine. And what the app does is it's a mobile application and it's also like a software that the administration can use to create all the notifications in-house, like all the news updates, all the events, all the jobs, all the documents, all the forms, all the surveys. So the purpose of the app, it was born in 2018 and that's when Jirfpal Cree Nation in Treaty A Territory came to us with a problem. They said we have 50% of our registered population living off reserve. And our members are complaining. They feel like they're not a part of the community. They don't know what's going on and so on and so forth. There's just lots of complaints that the communication is lacking. Mm -hmm. So then from there, the, the owners at the time, Mark and Sean, they put their heads together and brainstormed. They're like, hey, how can we help this nation out? What can we do for them? 2018, everyone has a smartphone. Why not an app? Why not like a communication app? So Driftpile was the very first client to use the technology. And then from there, other chiefs seeing Driftpile's app, they're like, hey, like I want that, like the progressive ones. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want this communication tool. Hey, you know what, I want this innovation. So then from there, kind of just spread like wildfire, word of mouth referrals, which is the best way of business by mm -hmm. referrals. Like, oh, you should go hire so-and-so. He's really good at singing. He's really good at on the guitars, like his knowledge, his teachings. And then boom, now you're just getting booked because of the value that you provide and the service that you did for that one client, mm -hmm. right? Or that one customer, business owner, whatever, right? Organization. And then 
from there in June 2021 last year that's when they picked me up they found me on social media they found me on Instagram they found me on TikTok well they actually initially found me from a friend of ours uh, Natasha Saddleback she referred me because they initially asked her if she she could sell their app product and then she's like I'm going to school I'm a mother I like I don't have time I can't do another thing I can't juggle another thing but you know what I know this guy and then nice. thought of me and the reason why she thought of me like we met before but mostly like what I'm posting on social media mm-hmm. so that's a key tip to all the listeners here like your social media can can make you or break you and just be aware of like what you're posting like if you're trying to be a comedian go ahead post those jokes post the dirty dark humor because humor, <laughs> uh, hum- <laughs> laughter is medicine right yeah yeah but if you're like trying to be an entrepreneur and business owner, investor, um, maybe you have all these ideas, you, you want to work with chief and counsel to do something, do consulting, you want to start this project on the res, but then they check your Facebook and you just share this like real gross meme or something. Uh, probably not. They know? don't really take you seriously. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's, Bottom line, everyone checks the Facebook or the yeah. TikToks and all those things for sure before yeah. they hire you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that my TikTok and Instagram is looking pretty good. And in all honesty, it wasn't before until I literally got told, just like you guys got told, to keep your social media clean back in 2019. Yeah. So that's when I started to kind of be more mindful. Don't get me wrong. I'll still share like stuff that's funny or whatever, but like I'll just like kind of like think about it. Like, is this, is this okay for like, like my followers, my viewers, like my, my investors, my, my clients potential and stuff. Potential clients, yeah. Yeah, and new, new potential clients. Like I'll still share it, but like if it's kind of like on the edge or like on kind of on the line, then like I, I probably won't. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just share it to like you or like my other friends that are like more close circle. But other than that, like I'm not really like... I just try to keep my social media clean and just post positive, valuable content yeah. that can provide value to my followers. There we go. And, and also like the listeners, like for example, that's why you're listening to the Deadly Uncle podcast because that's it provides right. value to the listeners. And whether you're whether you're a daddy, whether you're an uncle, whether you're a nephew, it doesn't matter. Whether you're a son, it does not matter. Whether you're uh, a mushum, a grandpa, and you're listening to this, like it doesn't matter. Like you can learn, we can mm-hmm. always learn each and every single day. So. You betcha. You know, I. They always say the elders have always said our youth are our biggest teachers, and you know when we look at our young ones like yourself and 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 you know everybody that's involved in what's new and what's current. Yeah. I think that we can learn a lot from what's going on. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a lot of the 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 markets that we see that are happening like. The uh, the indigenous markets that we see, the IM Collective, and and these markets, they're starting to expand into what Winnipeg was doing quite a while back with with adding music and entertainment into their markets, you know, and it's because of the young generation that made that happen, you know, mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know it's always good to 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 follow that with you with with the next generation. I want to piggyback yeah. off what you're just talking about about the younger generation and like how they're our greatest teachers. So, like what I do, my app, my technology, like it's really good, it's really deadly. Like it's awesome, the, the nation loves it, whether you're leadership, administration, or a band member, on or off the res, like you love it. But what I'm kind of finding is the band members that, that are on reserve, 
especially if it's like my reserve satellite cremation, they're a client of mine as well. And my reserve, we have a lot of dead zones for service. Yeah. And it's not good at all. And it kind of like makes me angry, but yeah. it only makes me angry because it's like, why the heck would satellite pay for this technology? Meanwhile, like I couldn't even receive updates like when I was there this past summer. Yeah. I was like, I was like, what the heck? And it's not only at Satellite, there's other communities as well that yeah. are also having that same like dead zone problem issue. Yeah. And with every problem, there's a solution. And when you're able to like solve people's problems and stuff like that, like universe creator, like he'll compensate you on the on the, the back end. And whether that's good health or, or longevity or like finances or whatever that might be, happiness or whatever, um, like creator, the universe will take care of you. So that's like another thing that's on my on my to do list is connectivity, because that will also like help my app do even better. Because now the members will actually be able to receive the notifications, even if they were in a dead zone. But now it's no longer a dead zone because we brought a telecommunication tower to the nation. And not only that, but like literally a few weeks ago in Enoch, they had a treaty one to 11 gathering, right? And there was an issue there, a service issue at that, at that arbor. And um, they're trying to like live stream this one to 11 gathering for all the other elders and chiefs and executives and band members and just people that want to follow along with what's happening with the treaties and stuff like that. What are we doing to work together? What are we doing to keep it alive? Or what's like on our hot list to-do list like what do we need to fight for or focus on or whatever right so a lot of people couldn't attend in person in Enoch so they wanted to join on zoom but they couldn't even really like do the zoom because the connection was so it crappy. was probably like overloaded with people trying to get in and stuff as well yeah too. not only that but yeah but like yeah. the area there was like one bar so what they ended up doing I was just on a plane from Miami back to uh, Edmonton and when I connected to Calgary to fly to Edmonton, that's when I bumped into uh, one of the uh, Sucker Creek band member. Yeah. And he does like projects and infrastructure for the nation. And he was explaining that his uh, cousin, I think it was, um, like his, his dad, the chief, because they were there at the 1 to 11 gathering, and they noticed that they were having that problem, uh, uh, the chief of Sucker Creek. So then he calls, uh, he calls his son, he's like, hey, like your friend, he has that satellite dish, like the Wi-Fi you're telling me or whatever. And it's Elon Musk's technology, Starlink. So if you don't know what Starlink is, it's basically a dish that's like a satellite dish, but instead of cable, it connects to the satellite and it provides you internet, like high speed internet. Okay. Even if it's a dead zone, like you'll, okay. it's fast. So he literally drove from Sucker Creek, brought his little satellite dish, set it up at the arbor and then boom, they were golden. They could do their zooms and stuff. And Interesting, yeah, wow. So. So, like, you're saying that there's soon there will be not so much a need for cell towers as the old thing that's happening? I, or, or would you suggest, like, communities invest in better cell, cell towers for their community? What do you think's the solution there? I would say, like, ASAP would be the telecommunication towers, the cell towers. Yeah. Like, for example, this past... August, I went to it's time. I went you to Pasqua, yeah, First Nation in Saskatchewan by uh, Fort Capel, and they literally I don't know how long ago the project was, but within a year, I think, or two years minimum, they recently had a cell tower and it's like pretty close to the, where the power grounds were, and like there was like full service and stuff, yeah, and you're able to 
go on Facebook Live, check your Instagram, check your Facebook messages, check your emails and stuff like that. Send text messages, receive text messages. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's just a matter of like the list of priorities and where like the connectivity and the communication is like for the nation and stuff. Yeah. So for me, since this is like my baby and my business, the communication apps, that's also like another that's also like another project like on my mind too. Like oh, how can I do yeah. that? Yeah. And guess what? Huge. <laughs> guess what? This past weekend while I was in Miami at this business conference, I met a gentleman from Ontario and he does communication towers. So I have a meeting with him on Thursday to see how we can collaborate and work together to help not only for my purpose to or the company's mission to fill the communication gap between administration and membership, but also to like get sell service yeah, on the rest. There's a huge gap. Like there. it's twenty it's twenty twenty two. Yeah. Like why are we yeah. why are we still have dead yeah. zones? I, I totally agree. My most of my aunties and uncles' house, they don't have internet there. Mm-hmm. They don't have it. Like because you know, of the of the bad service, why are they gonna pay the price if they're waiting for, you know, pages like for two, three minutes to change and they're paying sixty, seventy bucks a month for yeah. this stuff. Real and cheap. it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, so they, they need to I, I totally agree. You gotta I think communities need to invest in the in the towers to, to be able to because I mean our cell phones are everything, you know, they're their communication, they're a form of uh, you know, learning. Yeah. They're a form of so many different things and to have your you know, your your stuff, you know, stalling, you know, at, at events and stuff like that, it definitely I can I can see why that's that's hugely important for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. So, what's the plans now uh, in the future? Like, you want to, uh, uh, you know, you want to. You're having this meeting on Thursday, but what is your, let's say, your ten year ultimate goal? What's your goal in ten years? What's or a few goals? So, one of my goals that's going to happen in the next three years here, I'm going to be a full time trader. So. Like I'm making really good money with my. What app. does that mean for the for the listeners? What is a trader? Oh, okay, okay. So, there's different types of traders. Uh, you can trade in the stock market. You can trade in the foreign exchange market. You can trade in the cryptocurrency market. And there's uh, different types of trading. So like a, a lot of people that like invest in like mutual funds, GICs. That's like more like long term plays. But like these traders, there there's different types of traders. There's swing traders. There's intraday traders. There's like. Uh, scalpers and all those all those labels just talk about what style of trading that you do so swing traders you have patience you can sit on your hands and wait for that trade to play out over the next week or maybe a whole month that's like when it like actually makes the move that you were looking at that you're analyzing on the charts day trading maybe you're in the trade for eight hours that day or ten hours that day like you, you place a trade in the morning uh, early in the morning during London session and then maybe like kind of later in the evening during Asian session that's when the trade actually like started to like go in your direction or hit your take profit or something and then the the scalpers they're like in and out so like one minute two minute five minute like like you have to sit you have to watch for me that's kind of what I like like I like to watch my stuff I like to watch my money especially if it's my money right like I want to watch it like like, did it go my direction? Did I make it or whatever? But for the people that are just starting out and they have a full-time job, they're a father, they're a husband, they got all this stuff. They're an entrepreneur, they're an artist, they're a freaking podcast host now. Yeah. 
like for someone like yourself like swing trading would be your move because then you could just like select that one hour window out of your whole schedule and then you can like place your trades or whatever you need to do and then like you can just go about your day you don't have to worry and that's just nice. it either moved in your direction or it didn't okay. and like you can set like take take profits and stop losses so like a stop loss is say for example I'm predicting that price is going to go up and then since I'm predicting that price is going to go up I have take profits up here because like when price hits that take profit then the the AI system or whatever will take me out of that trade because it hit my take profit but vice versa so I placed a buy predicting it's going to go up but what if it doesn't go my way so I place a stop loss according to the money that I'm allow uh, that I'm okay with losing okay okay with risking so I place a stop loss like just below my entry so then if it doesn't go my way and it hits my stop loss then that's okay too yeah and then I can go about my day and then at the end of the day check my my trades and it's like it either like it's doing good hit my take profit or hit my stop loss or maybe it's like really close to my, my take profit okay. and then I can uh, close the trade so and how are things going for you how are things going for me so to give you an idea this past weekend I went to Miami for this 10x business boot camp and if you don't know who Grant Cardone is, I highly suggest that you follow him on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I believe he has a TikTok, I'm not too sure. But follow him, Grant Cardone. He's a billionaire real estate investor and his story is pretty inspiring. He was 25 years old when he got out of treatment. He went to treatment three times, he was a drug addict. He like literally almost killed himself and he could have died how many times by like the, the drug dealers and stuff like that when he didn't have their money. And uh, <laughs> like something about him, he lost yeah. his father when he was 10 years old and wow. he didn't have that, that father figure in his life. Like a lot of us, a lot of the listeners probably didn't have our father figures in their lives or maybe they didn't have that healthy relationship because of the intergenerational, uh, uh, intergenerational trauma with the residential schools. Yeah. So anyways, his story is pretty inspiring because 25, third time out of treatment, that's when he like actually like okay like i'm not going back there i can't go back there or else i'm gonna die like i'm gonna get killed or i'm gonna like end up killing myself or whatever so he's like i gotta stay away from that and then he started to switch up his environment because the other two times he went to treatment as soon as he got out same friends so same friends same habits so like going out partying drugs whatever stealing whatever booting so when the third time he got out of treatment he's like okay I can't freaking be here anymore. So he left. He removed himself from the equation and he started, like, I guess you could say life in a different area. And um, the only place that would hire him is a car dealership. So he started with sales. And the reason why is because if he doesn't sell any vehicles, the car dealership doesn't have to pay him. So they're like, yeah, sure, come work for us, Grant. And uh, the first three months, he sold zero, nada. He wasn't making nothing. And he was getting hungry. like like at home like starving and um, so there's this one other sales guy at the dealership like literally doing like 30 deals a month so like one car a day almost which is really really good that's pretty crazy and uh, so Grant's like what do you do man what do you freaking do like what's your secret and then he's like honestly like I invested in this sales course it was three thousand dollars he taught me everything that I need to know about car sales the language the trigger words like instead of saying, uh, can you take a look at this contract? Like, can you take a look at the paperwork? Like just like little words like that. Yeah. And also like body language, tonality, like are you loud, are you quiet? Yeah. Like the way you say it. 
So there's a lot of things that you can learn about. And it, honestly, sales kind of goes hand in hand with like psychology and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you know? of course. Persuasion yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like it's pretty, sales yeah. is pretty cool. You know, that's why I, you know, that's why I giggled when you, when you said that, you know, this gentleman was into drug dealing because I have, you know, I, I come from a family who's, you know, residential school survivors. So there's a lot of addictions there and there's a lot of, you know, different situations there, but some of my cousins and I won't name them, but, uh, they were really awesome business people. Yeah. Like amazing business people, but just in the wrong business, you know? Yeah. It's just unfortunate. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, and, and it's a good example about this man who changed his life and now look at him. And I, I looked at some of my cousins, I said, if you would just switch your direction, I, I can't imagine what you would do. Because you're an awesome business person. The stuff you sell all the time yeah. is amazing if it was legal. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I, I've thought this, like, many times. And, like, even for myself, like, I, I honestly, like, rather partner with, like, a hustler like that because, like... They're putting in the work. That's that's what it is. You have to put in the work. You have to go to the gym. You have to lift the weights. You have to watch what you drink. Is it pop or water? You have to watch what you eat and stuff like that. Like you have to put in the work. Yeah. And and those guys, like I also have cousins too that like sell and stuff like that. So like they put in the work. Like they're hustling. So I rather like even though they probably don't like they probably have a criminal record and stuff like that like i would personally hire them and work with them because i know that they're going to do whatever it freaking takes to put food on the table to feed their family to feed their little baby girl or to feed their kokum or their mushroom or whatever pay that rent for their mother that might be a single mom and maybe she's recently out of a job because something happened or she's sick or she's ill and that's why they kind of like fall down there because they have to do something quick they need money quick but you only know what you know and you only know what you're taught. So it's just a matter of time before they actually learn about these different industries and these different ways of making money online. There's so many different ways of making money online. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. This, the, that's the new generation, right? Is yeah. making money online. Like I know that I, 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 yeah, there's so many different things I've heard of like people playing these weird games and making money online yeah, like and just see kind of stuff yeah uh, i can't imagine how how much <laughs> yeah i feel like i'm so far behind i'm just starting to learn all this stuff that's why i said this next generation here is our teacher you know they these are our, our the ones that are going to teach us older guys what's up you know i'm so. already thinking of like three ways how you can make money online like just in regards to this deadly uncle podcast <laughs> so he needs logos right or he, he already has one now but like he needed a logo he needed a graph graphic design so if you're a graphic designer you can make money online literally people are emailing you what they want and maybe hop on a call with them or hop on a zoom call with them and then you make whatever they're wanting right yeah and then only that content creation so for example like this video right here like this this podcast that we're doing right now this can be posted to Spotify. Yeah, we're going to do that As too. an audio. Or it can be posted to YouTube as okay. like a big, long one hour, however long this podcast was, right? Yeah. And then only that, but you can take the video and you can transcribe it. So now you can make articles and blog posts. Yeah. Post it to Google and stuff like that. And then not only that, but what's taken off is TikTok and Instagram Reels, right? 
The short little ones, eh? Yeah. So 15 seconds or yeah, so? Yeah, 15 seconds, 30 second little clip. So then now you can also, like you can go on Fiverr or you can become this individual yourself and make money online. But Fiverr is kind of like outsourcing to people in third world countries that will literally work for like next to nothing. So like you can send them this, this long, this hour long podcast. You can say, I want 10 different clips and I want you to cut it up and I want you to put captions on it. I want you to put emojis with the captions and stuff like that. And wow. Cause that's, see, that's the part where a lot of people are like, um, yeah. you know, cause it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. So yeah, it is a lot it's of good work. to know. It's good to know those things, it you is know, a lot of work, shortcuts but... in there, you know, because yeah, yeah, to, to, to cut up all this is going to take some time. Yeah. So if you had somebody that actually did that for you, you'd pay them a price or whatever, but I could see how they make that money. Yeah. yeah. So that's another way you can make money online. Like, so digital uh, designing, um, editing, you could even do ads. So maybe we want more viewers. So now we're like pushing this more and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe you like start selling stuff here on your podcast. So like now you're pushing stuff more or yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Like to start off the podcast and yeah. And, and today, before we begin, we just like to thank our sponsor, Avia Inc., the communication problem solvers, whether you're a First Nation community or whether you're a tribal council, go to Avia, they'll create you an app. And then you can send your own push notifications with the latest news, events, jobs, documents, forms. Anyways, I have my guest here, Daryl. Just kidding. Hey, like that, perfect, know? perfect. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, man. You know, that's that's exactly where we got to be. Because most podcasts, they do start off with thanking their sponsors and that type of stuff. So it definitely, we're going to definitely look into all the stuff that you brought up here today. Yeah. It's, you know, it is a part of the next generation and learning, you know, what is new and what is next. But I did interrupt you. Uh, you, you just got to your first 10-year uh, goal. So tell me a little oh, bit about okay. that. I interrupted you there. We went off on a spiel. So oh, we'll, yeah. finish, we'll finish today off with you telling us what is your goals for the next 10 years. Okay. What, what yeah. are you going to be doing? Yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't think it would, hmm, because he said I just accomplished one, and then I was just thinking of one that I literally just accomplished, so, in Miami, I went to a 10x business bootcamp, Grant's all about 10x, 10x your income, 10x your goals, 10x your life, right, so 10x, just bigger thinking, think big, right, so, in 2020, Las Vegas, I went to his, my first event, 10x Growth Con, 21 years old, I was making like three grand a month working security, I knew that I wanted to do better. I knew I wanted to invest. I knew I wanted that financial freedom. I knew I didn't want to always clock in, clock out. I knew that's what I wanted. I just didn't know how I can get there, right? So I go to this conference and then it kind of gives me like a little clarity, like a little more clarity. Okay, like I need to invest in myself. I need to get this program so I can get more skilled, increase my income and stuff like that. And then from there, two years later, like I wasn't tracking it. I wasn't tracking it. And I also didn't see like the growth, right? But as I was flying to Miami last Thursday in September, that's when it occurred to me because the month of August, I from all my streams, I had a really good month. Part of it's luck, but a part of it's also skill and work, hard work too. But I cracked over 30K. Nice. So I, I, it didn't occur to me until like I was flying in the plane. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to my second 10X Girls Con, uh, 10X uh, event. My first one, I was making 3K last month of August. What the fuck? I broke 30K. Wow. That's 10X. Three times 10 is 30K. There you go. So like literally, like I didn't, 
I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize, and I didn't even, yeah. So they did a testimony on me there. And uh, so like now my next 10 year goal, I don't know if it'll take me 10 years, probably three to five years, um, but I'm gonna 10X 30K to 300K. I don't know how the hell I'm gonna do it, but I didn't even know how the hell I was gonna get from 3K to 30K. So Creator helped me out there. So the universe Creator helped me out again and everything happens for a reason. So that's my next 10 year goal is to increase my income from all my streams or maybe just one of my streams, 30K a month. And then not only that, but be a full-time trader. So I wanna make full-time coin in the foreign exchange market. And foreign exchange markets, just currency pairs. And that's what I do. And like literally, I could just be chilling at home, the same like 10 grand, 15 grand, 16 grand, five grand, two grand that you might be going out to work, clock in, clock out. You could literally just go on your computer screen, look at the charts. Since you put in the time and the effort to learn the skill, now you can just like click buttons, buy, sell stop loss take profit and then you can watch your money like work for you and some of the individuals that i get mentored by uh for example this one gentleman that just took me for a ride in his lambo while i was in miami his name is alex he's 22 so he's a year younger than me but he's what? been trading he's been trading for five years he's been trading for five years and uh like he just had his first 100k week and i remember at the beginning of the year this year he had his first 100k month so he's making like 25K, 27K, 28K, and then I think like 24K, but like altogether average, 100K for the month. And then this past like two weeks, like in some, some week in September this past month, he, he had a 100K week. So like, it just- And that's all through? The foreign exchange market. Wow. And it's just like clicking buttons and stuff, just knowing where price is gonna go. And, and you must have to have some money to invest into making that, you know, like yeah. once you're like yourself, you build yourself up and, and, and start building like a pyramid eh, of, of cash there. Yeah. Eh? yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's, <laughs> you can, you can actually practice on a demo account. So it's free money. It's okay. fake money, but it's just like to practice like the skill set and stuff like that. And then what a lot of people do is they just like fund their account with like 100 or $500, but $100, $500 you're not gonna make it yeah. you know like because it's not a real investment because right? you're gonna not oh it is a real investment it's just the psychology yeah because you're gonna see someone like alex making 100k a day and then you're gonna be like well i only have this hundred dollar account you know what i want to make just as much as alex and then you'll put the whole hundred dollars out there on the line and then it won't go your way boom you just lost a hundred dollars you just blew your account so then what are you gonna do you're gonna save up some money again after you work extra hours and you're gonna put another hundred or two hundred dollars do you want to be a professional trader or a professional depositor? Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, but there's another way to go about it. There's this thing called prop firms and they have challenges. So you, you pay like a hundred dollars or $200 or $500 or a thousand dollars. And each different amount gives you a different size trading account. So like a, a 10 grand trading account, 50 K trading account, hundred K trading account, and like 200 K trading account. So you pay, so let's do the 10 grand one. So I pay $89 to get the 10K challenge. So what this is at this prop firm is I have to pass two challenges, two phases. And then when I pass the two phases, so maybe I have to reach 10% uh, growth or profit in like 30 days. And then after I do that, then I have to do it like in the next 14 days, I have to reach like 5% profit or whatever the, the challenge is. Once I pass the challenge, then now the prop firm gives me a $10,000 trading account 
Like, I can log into it. Like, it's, oh, I can't withdraw sure. from it, but I can log into it and, like, place trades now. Yeah. And then I can grow. So now I have $10,000 that I can leverage. So now I can risk more. Now that means I can also profit more. So then what a so, lot of... Um, you don't withdraw the money, but, like, let's say you make, like, you know, 50 grand or something. How do you actually put that into your account? Is, so, or, or would um, you take yeah. 25 of it, put it into your account, yeah. keep 25 in? What would you do? That's a good question. So if you grew your account $50,000 profit plus whatever your initial deposit was like from the prop firm, a lot of prop firms, you have to do your due diligence just to figure out what the percentage is. But this one prop firm that I'm dealing with, shout out to Level Up Society, they do an 85% profit split. So what does that mean? So just for math to be easy, say I have 100K profit on top of my 100K account that I started with from the prop firm. So that 100K that I'm gonna withdraw, that's my profit that I made, I can have a profit split of 85%. So 85,000 can go to me, okay. and then 15,000 will stay with the prop firm. Okay. And um, yeah, and I, I, I have a few friends like on my social media in my circle. Like this one guy, his name is Alec, and like, this whole year he had like three different payouts so like he he got funded on a 200k account he passed the challenges he got funded and then from there he's just been very slow very patient not blowing it not over trading over risking and then he's just been growing it withdrawing growing it withdrawing growing it withdrawing uh, and i don't have the numbers on my i have it on my phone but i don't want to find it right now but i think like one was like 9k withdrawal 15k withdrawal 27k withdrawal and like 12k withdrawal or something like four withdrawals this year from wow. money that wasn't his it's the firm's money but like now he's putting that money into his own accounts he's putting that money into his own investments he's the money that you get from trading like you want to like reinvest it like into yeah. other things you know so you can continue to have money coming in that's awesome yeah that's awesome man. <laughs> I it's a lot. lot you know what yeah. it's a lot to learn a lot to talk about but you know that's what this is, and and you told us where to get a hold of this man, right? Where to watch yeah. his videos on YouTube, uh, check him out there. I just have one more question okay. before we end this here today, uh, and I'm asking all of my guests, all my all my brothers, my 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 men guests here. Um, you you've heard of uh, pawn makers, right? Lodge, yeah, right. The the treatment facility center. Yeah. Um, what is your opinion on having one of those centers, but not a treatment center, but in the downtown Edmonton core, where we can actually have sweats downtown, where we actually have it uh, protected, just like I guess you would call uh, uh, the churches and the mosques that all the non-indigenous ah, okay. uh, places that people have to pray. Yeah. You know, when you look at indigenous people, we only have treatment centers that really provide those safe spaces. What's your opinion? Do you think that we need, uh, is it time for us as indigenous people to have in every major city a place for us to have ceremonies, pray, uh, have indoor, have an indoor kitchen yeah. uh, for the winter, have indoor praying, that type of thing. Well, what, what do you think? I think that is very needed because like Powermakers Lodge and like all these different like treatment centers, like those are treatment centers. Why are they treatment centers? Because they're struggling with alcohol or drugs, right? Yeah. So that's why they go to those centers. So there's a lot of people that are here in the city of Edmonton that are trying their best to like walk that like good red road, you know, live a drug and alcohol free life. Or they're not like, they're not, 
they're not like an addict they're not using and abusing drugs or whatever yeah. the case may be but they still would like to do like sweat lodges and stuff like that and at these treatment centers they do have like all these tools and resources but like you have to be enrolled in that treatment center right yeah so it's like what if i'm not going to treatment but exactly. i still want to go to sweat you know so and i what think if that you can't make it out to the land yeah right what if you don't have a car yeah to go what if far. you live downtown yeah. and that's your only vice we don't the the point is is that as indigenous people we don't have a place to pray inside our cities yeah. right yeah i think we definitely need to yeah it'll be done someone will someone will make it happen and they'll like start to follow suit like you know, maybe edmonton will start it and then all of a sudden Calgary will get one, Vancouver will get one, Winnipeg will get one, Regina will get one, Saskatoon will get one. Yeah. And it's just like a... Let's hope. Cause it's just like a safe space for people like you and myself and like our listeners here yeah. that like just want to go and sweat, want to go and pray, want to go and hang out and learn exactly. whatever. We and deserve a place to, just like a church, just like any every other non-Indigenous uh, minority here in Edmonton has a place. Yeah. We need a place. Yeah. You know, I think as indigenous people. So I'm hoping that, you know, by me asking this question to all of my uh, guests, that we can accomplish something or put the idea out that we need these spaces and also uh, more men's programs and boys' programs uh, for our brothers and, uh, you know, even young people as yourselves. Growing up, you know, when I was growing up through your age, we never had, we had zero programs for men at that time so and if they were there we didn't know about them like we had uh garth in today from bentero he throws on two men's groups a week but a lot of people don't know about it you know so hopefully this podcast will shed light on those things you know so thank you for coming in brother thank you you so much it's uh you're an inspiration i can't wait to see what you do with the rest of your future here and it's just great to see you and one more time tell the listeners where they can watch your you know your involvement and your community work every all those things first off thank you so much for having me part of this podcast i like for example my brother like he's with my children right now at the park because like i have a tight schedule i have a busy schedule and uh i was like i was like boomer before i drop you off can i quickly do this podcast because i really wanted to do it i was just busy at the modeling gig today but uh i really wanted to do it and he's like do you have to then i'm like i don't have to i want to yeah and the reason why is because like these conversations they matter and like when a listener out there is listening and if we can impact them inspire them motivate them uplift them even if it's just one out of the hundred or thousand or a hundred thousand people that are listening to this like we did our job you know yeah. so Thank you so much for having me part of here. I'm very thankful and grateful. And uh, where people can find me. So on Facebook and on Instagram and on TikTok, my name is Daryl Breton Jr. D-A-R-R-E-L-L-B-R-E-R-T-T-O-N-J-R. And those are on all three social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And then you could also go to YouTube and you can type in Indigenous Success. That's my YouTube channel. I currently have like 1,500 subscribers on there. Cool, man, I and didn't know that. That's all. See, I'm learning <laughs> today here. And uh, it's pretty cool because I posted 10 videos back in October 2020. And it was just 
do the keyword search that I learned from Patrick Mitzwing, who's also First Nation, who's also the men's fancy bustle champion dancer, and also an entrepreneur too. So I learned a lot from him, and he he specializes because he has his Power Times YouTube channel. It's pretty big. Yes, has I don't know how many subscribers, but the last time I looked, it had over twenty-seven thousand subscribers. Nice. So he's been doing it for a while, a few years, and. He was teaching me like, hey bro, like you know how you rank first? Like when someone searches up uh, men's health or something like that, men's health podcast, when they search that up on YouTube, when you have the keyword searches set in place and like you put it all up there on Google and all these different blogs and stuff, when they search that up, they'll see your uh, podcast pop up first. Oh, okay. Even though you might have like one subscriber, I mean, even though you might have like two views compared to someone else that has 200,000 subscribers or maybe 2 million views like you'll still rank before them because your keyword search so that's what I did with those 10 videos and one video blew up it has over 50 or 60,000 views nice and it was literally buying and selling Forex explained for beginners and then my video ranked first so like when people search that up they see my thing first they click on mine first nice. and then like it was all organic and then just I literally went from at the time I had like nine subscribe subscribers from October 2020 and like just it just growing and I haven't even been posting so I'm gonna get back into that and uh, yeah so definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel indigenous success follow me on Facebook TikTok, Instagram Daryl Burton jr. and uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys shoot me a DM reach out to me if there's anything else you want to learn about the mind about mindset about goal setting about the different laws that we have here that creators laws the law of attraction the law of vibration and everything like that so thank you so much watch out for this guy too he's uh, he just did a, a shoot tonight so watch out for his face on some magazine very soon we can't say but watch out thank have you. a good one everyone see you guys you're listening to the deadly uncle podcast a safe space for deadly uncle conversations